Welcome to Explore the Word Podcast. I'm so glad you're joining in today, and I hope you're off to a great start to 2021. For the next number of episodes, we'll examine some foundational doctrines of Christianity. I'm working on a master's degree, and I had to read books and do papers on these doctrines, and I thought, why not share them with you? All the hard work I'm doing, and uh, so the first one we're going to look at is God's Word, the Bible. The Bible is indeed the very Word of God. The Holy Scriptures are essential for the Christian faith, and having the proper view of the Scriptures is as a foundational, as the foundational, it is absolutely essential document of the believer is vital. We got to have it. At the very beginning of Christianity, the inspiration and infallibility of the scripture was believed by the vast majority of Christians. It wasn't questioned. I mean, I'm sure there was some, but it was a very minor amount that had any such questions or pursued any such thought patterns. This view uh, continued, correct view, I should add, of the scriptures continued until the 17th and 18th centuries. And that's when we start to see a major shift uh, involving the inspiration and fallibility of the Word of God. Uh, The reality is the old adversary, the devil, has always denied what the Almighty has spoken, and he will use anyone and everyone he can to undermine the cause of Christ. The scriptures have been rejected by many over the years. That's that's nothing new to you. That's not something you haven't heard before. But sadly, the attack from within so-called Christianity is particularly harmful. The history of liberalism contains theologies or theologians and religious leaders who stood against and rejected the inspiration and infallibility of the Word of God. The teachings they developed uh, are not in good standing with true biblical Christianity. They stand on their own human legs as such. their, Their foundations are not found within the Word of God. Their view of Scripture has been warped by a number of things. And I'm just going to mention a couple, and there could be many, many more. Human reasoning was a massive influence in the 17th and 18th century. And then, you know, just the reasoning, that again, the human reasoning, uh, the philosophical mindset, uh, trying to explain everything with the human mind. The other assault on Scripture has been the emphasis of the social gospel message. Uh, and rather than the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ, uh, as, as in entirety it's been a social gospel and then on the other side of it especially we have seen this massive attack on absolute truth truth is is wanting and even within christianity there has been a rejection so-called christianity uh, of absolute truth Now, the contemporary liberal view is that Scripture is merely a witness to the revelation. It's not the revelation of God. It's just merely a witness to it, which is a very uh, unsustainable thought pattern. What does the Word of God mean then if it's just a witness of it? You know, we need the revelation of the Word of God 
to continue. Uh, there is a great need for Christian leaders and laymen alike, from Bible teachers and pastors and leaders of Christian organizations to lay people, people who work in the labor, uh, volunteering in the church, who have no position of authority in the sense of uh, leading church services or whatever. That everybody needs to know what does the Bible what is the Bible about? And what does the words mean that when we use to describe God's word? And they need to believe and teach the Bible is indeed infallible and trustworthy in all parts. The necessity of understanding what is meant by terms we use in describing the scriptures is crucial. Just because you can say a word doesn't make you smarter, right? I mean, you need to understand what the words you're meaning. I could use all kinds of words and make myself sound very uh, unintelligent. Uh, we need to make sure we understand the words that we use. In 2 Timothy 3.16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God. It's profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. Inspiration. What does it mean? It means the scripture was breathed out by God. It was the Holy Spirit that moved the hand of men to write exactly what God wanted. The scripture is without a doubt the revelation of Almighty God. God, in a divine act, communicated to man his word that man would have never known. God was most certainly involved in every part of the scriptures being communicated to men. And when we say the word of God is inerrant, we mean the original documents are without error. Without error. There's no errors in it. It's, it's not possible because the message was God-breathed. God is without error. Believing in the inerrancy builds on the inspiration of the scriptures. So everything in the Bible is true. No matter if it's a massive foundational doctrine of Christianity, say like the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's massive. Okay, that's true. Or a smaller detail concerning science or a geographical location. Uh, I think about uh, the route that the children of Israel traveled to the promised land. That's lost in secular history. We don't know which way they went, but it still happened. God's word recorded for us. It took place. Verbal Plenary inspiration. That's another term that's used to describe. It means the inspiration extended to all the words and not just the concepts or ideas and extends to all the scripture, to small and large. Without a doubt, all scripture as original written was God-breathed. Believing in infallibility of scripture means that the word of God is incapable to teach deception. Or fail in its purpose. The word of God from a moment it was spoken until eternity future, which is forever, will be trustworthy. Unfortunately, the battle for the Bible is just not a historical conflict. It continues to be a significant situation and you know, a dividing point among many churches today concerning the inspiration of the scriptures. Now, we don't believe, I mean... We don't believe the word of God today is exactly what God spoke to men because it's 
it's been translated, okay? Uh, I do not think God's word is not complete today. I absolutely believe it. I think it's been preserved for us, all right? It's absolutely preserved for us. And I, uh, we use the King James Bible in our church. I believe that is the preserved word of God, without a doubt. I'm not ashamed of that. Uh, and the reality is that God's word continues from the moment it was spoken, it's inspired, it's infallible today, it's preserved today for you and for me. Uh, and there's numerous Christian leaders that teach the Bible is inspired, but they resist and even refuse to believe in the inerrancy of the Word of God. They believe that the Bible is capable of error in some details. So the reality is, they're calling God a liar. God can't lie. He's not capable of such activities. However, I read for you first, uh, or for 2 Timothy 3.16. Let me go on to verse 17. It, it talks about what it was, uh, the scripture inspiration of God for doctrine, reproof, correction, for instruction, righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And in 2 Peter 1, verse 19, we have also a more sure word of prophecy, where until ye do, ye do well that ye take heed, and as unto light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but the holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. You know, the Lord himself taught high esteem for the word while he was here on earth in matthew five seventeen, he said think not that i'm come to destroy the law or the prophets i'm not come to destroy but to fulfill i'm come to fulfill the word and the lord makes no bones about it he accepted the inspiration of the old testament and he said unto them these are the words which i spake unto you while as yet with you that all things must be fulfilled which were written in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms concerning me. It's interesting. It's not a mistake. It's just not a coincidence that the Lord Jesus mentioned those things, the Moses, uh, the law of Moses, prophets, and the Psalms, because that he referring to there is the three divisions of the Old Testament. And he affirms that these are inspired. The law, the prophets, and the Psalms. Now, the Bible is God's word. Thus, as a believer, we're able to place ourselves under its authority and obey the precepts and truths that are taught in it. And if we're going to know what we must do, what, what, how we're supposed to live our lives as Christians, we need to know what's contained within the covers of the scriptures. You know, we live the way we live based on how we believe. You live the way you live based upon how you believe. Christians ought to live as people who believe every word of the scriptures. It's foundational. If we don't know the scriptures, we will never be the Christians that the Lord desired us to be. Oh, we can be saved. Absolutely. No, not, that's not a question. If we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we will be saved. But there is so much more 
than that point of salvation. The point of salvation is the beginning of the journey. Now it proceeds, and we need to be people of the word. And we can trust the word of God. I hope it's been a challenge to you, this episode, an encouragement to you. We need to be believers who believe the word of God entirely. We believe it, and it will affect how we live our lives. And in our world, in 2021, we need every Christian to believe the entire word of God. Thank you for joining in. I appreciate your uh, being part of the audience as such. And until next time, keep exploring the word and looking to Jesus.